All right, welcome back everyone to another episode of the Playtasty Podcast. I uh, I woke up this morning on a Sunday and um, last episode I talked a little bit about um, what I've been going through with some of the aspects of my life that have felt like they've been taken from me and uh, the lack of meaning in my life because of that. And so this next week rolled out and uh, there were ups and downs, but something that uh, that has really been resonating with me lately, and I don't exactly know why, I think we all have moments where there's just something that speaks to us for one reason or another and uh, it's kind of beyond beyond words we don't know why it's happening and that thing for me has been Japanese art and uh, wisdom so right now I've been uh, working on adding some artwork to my uh, apartment and I didn't know what to do for the longest time but for whatever reason something about Japanese art resonated with me and I started uh, it, it piqued my curiosity I'm like okay what is it about this aesthetic that is is attractive and pleasing and I think a lot of us there's so much of Japanese culture incorporated in the Western world as well, like anime, manga is huge, um, obviously Nintendo, and sushi, and uh, a lot of our technology comes from there. And so there's all of these different aspects of our culture influenced by, by Japan. And uh, there was one, there's one particular Japanese term or expression and it's wabi-sabi. I'm not sure if it's wabi-sabi or wabi-sabi, but I'm going to say wabi-sabi right now. And uh, basically the idea at base of this is that there's a certain wisdom to impermanence and uh, imperfection as well. And... Uh, I think the uh, I'm not totally knowledgeable about the history from what I've heard, but from what I've heard, it originated from the Japanese tea ceremony back in, I think it was the 1600s or somewhere around there. It might have been before that. And uh, the gentleman who, who started running it noticed that historically it would it was always they would always drink their tea on a full moon and uh, he had this philosophy of like appreciating imperfect imperfections to things and so he decided that this tea ceremony would would occur during a half moon or a quarter moon because the fullness of things, the perfection of things, isn't realistic 
depiction of life. There was another story that I heard on uh, a YouTube video, video I watched where this man had a young gentleman clean his entire quarters and uh, the, the living area that he was in outside and inside. And uh, when, when the man showed up and saw what the, the young gentleman did, it looked perfect. Like no speck of dust anywhere to be found. And what he did was he shook the tree overlooking the, the pathway leading up to, to the house and uh, a couple leaves fell on the ground and he's like, okay, now we're good. And so there's a certain spirit to this idea of wabi-sabi that is very interesting and resonates with me. And I think so many people can learn from it in the West because we've built up so many structures and uh, ways of being and Honestly, our entire uh, approach to life is just try to reach this perfect state. You want to find the perfect body. Um, you want to live the perfect life. You want to know all of the things. You want to get all of the stuff so you can have a perfect looking house, um, perfect job, family, even... I was talking to my sister the other day and she was talking about how she's worried that she's not being a good parent. And I think every parent goes through that and I'm obviously not a parent, so I'm probably just talking out of my ass right now. But from what I've heard, every parent experiences this feeling of like thinking that they're not doing a good enough job with their kids. And, uh, I think there's just this pressure that is lifted from us when we realize that perfection is actually boring and it's not even realistic. If we look at nature, if we look at the trees or the mountains, there's a certain imperfection to it all that makes it more beautiful. Right? And I think that's what separates character from fakeness almost. I remember uh, when I went to Vancouver, it was, it's a beautiful city. There's surrounded by ocean. You could bike around the coastline and see everything and it was beautiful. But there was this just it was too beautiful almost. There was no like holes in, in the armor. And I mean, if you went down to um, East Hastings, that's where a huge majority of the homeless population is. And it seems like Vancouver just stuffs all of that away in the corner. And uh, it's like a, there's a parable called the ones who walked away from Omelas, I think, and it's not totally the same thing, but 
basically the idea of that was that they could live an absolutely perfect life. They li did live an absolutely perfect life. They had everything they want, all kinds of joy. But there was like an agreement with some kind of spirit or whatever this imaginary world was where the only way that this could happen was by having one child endure an unimaginable suffering. And so people from the city could go and look at this child stuffed in the basement of a building who was insanely malnourished. They were alone. They had nothing. But because of that, because of this, however this world was set up, everybody else could have everything that they wanted. And uh, it got to this point where it, it's actually an interesting philosophical discussion where it's like, if one person suffers, but everybody else is living in bliss and living in a quote unquote heavenly place, is it worth it? And I think people are probably divided on this. Um, but if you think about our world right now, it's a lot, it's similar in a lot of ways. Um, and it's worse than that even like in, in Vancouver, for example, there's hundreds, not thousands of homeless, homeless people living in this East Hastings area, setting up tents along the street and, uh, we look at Vancouver as being this like lustrous place where everybody can go and you can't even afford to live there because it's so nice and the prices are so high and there's so much to do and so much to see. But in the corner of that is, is all kinds of suffering that people are going through because of it. So... I think I kind of went off on a tangent here, but what I was going to get around to is that going to Vancouver was very cool and inspiring and fun, but it didn't have the same character almost as when I went to Montreal. When I was in Montreal for a weekend, there's this old architecture there that is imperfect. And uh, it's there's cracks and breaks in the foundation and uh, it it just has this essence of authenticity i guess and i think maybe that's what wabi-sabi boils down to is that perfection is firstly not built into the makeup of nature and it's also not real right that the world doesn't exist in this air of perfection the world exists in complexity and and um just a lack of 
perfection, but that lack of perfection is what creates beauty. I went to uh, a place in Calgary yesterday, and there was a Japanese lifestyle shop that I went to, went into, and uh, I was looking at some of the things that they had in there, and they had this mug. They had this mug, and this goes back to the roots of, of Wabi Sabi. This mug that I ended up buying, it's, uh, when you look at it, there's no perfection to it. You've probably seen some of these, some of these, um, mugs and bowls where I'm not sure what they're made of, but it's, you can tell that it was handcrafted. And um, because that it, because it was handcrafted and not manufactured in some kind of factory, it brings a certain authenticity and uh, character to it. Like I look at this one, and, and you can see the drips of the glue on part of the mug, and uh, the rim around the top is is uneven. There's, there's some scratches on the inside of it. And I think that we have this aversion to that. We have this aversion to imperfection because our society has built it up so much that everything needs to be just in order, just in place. I was putting up some of my new wall art yesterday and was being sure to make... to get the measurements right so that they could be lined up absolutely perfectly straight and not crooked. And I was obsessing about that. But when you realize that this air of imperfection is a natural part of our universe and our world, it just you're just like, okay, whatever. If it's a little bit crooked, that's that's the world. The world is a little bit crooked, <laughs> you know? And so, yeah, I find this idea of wabi-sabi to be uh, very, very... It just takes the pressure off, and it's, it inspires. So, yeah, I think that's, that'll, that's the main message of uh, the episode today, is to embrace imperfection and I think that this can transfer to anything in life it can transfer to our relationship with ourself and the fact that there's going to be ups and downs but to chase after only the ups is to chase after a perfection that doesn't exist and isn't interesting I look at this mug and it's I love it because I, there's so many different aspects of it that I don't know. Um, that I, that I can't predict. I have to like actually inspect it and look at it closely. Be like, oh, there's a ridge there that isn't there. There's a drip of glue that comes out there that probably shouldn't have been there. It just makes things so much more interesting when things are imperfect. And then in, in relationships with other people, it, it allows us to create space for them, for others to 
not be everything that we want them to be because that's not life. Life doesn't create perfection. Life is perfectly imperfect. Being authentic and being perfect are not, are, are mutually exclusive. So hope you enjoyed this one today. We'll catch all you guys next week. I think I have a series coming up on creativity with Paul Sacco. And we're going to talk about the nuts and bolts of creativity, what most people get wrong about it, some myths um, and misconceptions, and uh, how you can use the creative process to your own benefit in whatever endeavor you so choose. So thanks again for listening, everyone. Um, You can continue to find what I'm doing on uh, my Instagram page, Platicity, the website, platicity.com. And uh, yeah, that's all I got for you today. And we'll catch you next Sunday. Thanks, guys.